0: and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We've, all, we've prayed about a lot of that before in the past, but it just kept coming up in people's lives, so I thought, well, it's a good thing to target. And one of the definitions of when it's talking about insecurity, it's not feeling good enough. It's not feeling good enough. But the Bible says we're the head and not the tail. We're above and not beneath. Uh, It says we're more than conquerors. Um, We're the royal priesthood. We're a chosen generation. We're the apple of his eye. He's my beloved, is mine, and I am his. Um, We're the bride of Christ. He, He has a banqueting table, and his banner over me is love. So the word of God is completely opposite than what we're feeling when we think we're not good enough. Because what did he just say we were? Somebody starts saying what? And so if, we, if we're insecure, we tend to operate in jealousy, lethargy, because what we'll do, because with insecurity comes intimidation. We start being intimidated to do things. But the Bible, God told Moses, said, don't be afraid of their faces. Don't even look at them. <laughs> Just go forward. He said, don't look to the left or the right. So it'll, it'll cause us to be lethargic. It'll cause us to go home and not do anything. Insecurity will cause us to shut down. So we want to come against that today. And the, the, the word that God gave me, which we've been through a bunch, but it's Gideon. Let's look at Judges chapter six. And I'm just gonna kinda go through here and uh teach it out of the word. Verse one. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, so he handed them over to Midian for seven years. Who didn't who handed them over? God. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel, and because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made them the dens, which are in the mountains, caves, and strongholds. Have you, have you ever felt like you're in a stronghold, in a cave, in a den? Woo. And so it was when Israel had sown. When did it happen? When Israel had sown that the Midianites came up and the Amalekites and the children of the east, even they came up against them. And they encamped against them and destroyed the increase. So anytime Freedom Ministries has sown, someone comes and tries to steal the increase. Till thou come unto Gaza and left them no sustenance. So the enemy tries to come here for years and take and steal um, and leave us without any sustenance and destroyed the increase. They came up against their cattle, and they, the Bible says in verse 6, and Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites. One reason this happens, because insecure people take the back seat, and they don't take their authority. They don't ever rise up and take authority. They just stay in this cave they stay in this depression and oppression and you know we have a choice to break that off our life that's a choice he said he said I set before you this day life and death choose life so if you feel greatly impoverished if you feel your increase is stolen if you feel there's nothing left then it may be that you need to break out of the cave but we can see here Because what really stood out to me is David, he didn't run from his enemy, but Gideon did. I'm going to go on and read the story. But David didn't run from Goliath, but Gideon was hiding on the threshing floor when he was doing the wheat. What was the difference? David wasn't a soldier when he took Goliath's head off. He didn't have a title. What was the difference in David and Gideon. It's because David had a Samuel in his life. David had somebody that said, no, I know he looks good and he's tall and this one looks better, but where's that one? Don't you got another son? He had a prophet that came, and, and we know that God spoke to, the angel spoke to Gideon too, but I'm just saying before David took that uh, took that uh, Goliath's head off, He had a Samuel. You know, the other day I needed an apostolic voice in my life, and Rhonda was that for me. So when you don't have one, God can raise up one. And it's usually people, maybe you don't think, well, they're not apostles. Well, all I know is she gave me an apostolic word that pushed me further, pushed me forward. So um, that was the difference. So David already had value. David already... He, he wasn't insecure. I mean, all he was doing was carrying cheese to his brothers because they were the ones in the battles, and he wasn't a warrior, and his dad's sending him to take bread and cheese, and he's like, who is that uncircumcised, uncircumcised Philistine? And the Bible said he ran toward Goliath. He was not intimidated. He was not insecure. Amen. So sometimes we just need, and see, this is why the enemy intimidates people so they don't speak into our lives. You know, you'll hear something and you won't share it or I'll hear something and I won't share it. Oh, that probably wasn't God. Well, we need a Samuel to speak in our life. We need a prophet to come along and speak in our life. We need the prophetic anointing to quit being scared to speak what God gives them so we have a word that'll push us forward and so we can come out of those dens and caves. So I'm just encouraging today to quit being intimidated. Quit letting fear grip your heart to not obey God and come forth with them words so people can go forward in the things of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, I'm just asking you to speak to us right now, God, that any time we held back that we know it's sin because to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, it's sin, Lord, help us to quit hiding behind ourselves, hiding behind the threshing floor, hiding behind the prayer room and not going out with the word of God, not coming forth with what you're saying to do, not going forward in our lives to do what you told us to do in the dark, God. I mean, in the light. Not doing what we heard in the light when we're in the dark, God. Amen. I need some water. Thank you, Jesus. Judges 6. All right, now we're going to go. You do open this one. So we see that they were greatly impoverished. Verse 8, the Lord sent a prophet. Thank you. To the children of Israel, I brought you out of Egypt, brought you forth out of the house of bondage. I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of all that oppressed you. This is verse 9, and gave you the land. And I said unto you, I am the Lord your God. Fear not the gods of the Amorites, but you have not obeyed my voice. See, disobedience would keep us in intimidation too and in fear. Verse 11, there came an angel of the Lord and sat on the oak, and Gideon was threshing wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. I mean, he even got an instruction to tear down the altar of Baal and had to do it at night because he, he was too scared to do it in the day. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. And Gideon started, he's like, Why is all this stuff happening to us if, if you're with us? And the Lord looked on him and said, Go in thy might, that thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent thee? He said, I'm the poorest family in Manasseh. And the Lord said, I'll be with you, and you'll smite them as one man. So Gideon's like, show me a sign. Put his fleece out, and he wanted God to prove himself because he didn't feel worthy to do any of these things. So If we look at any example in the Bible, as someone that was insecure. We can see Gideon was insecure, but we'll see what God did with him. Verse 24. Then Gideon built an altar and made unto the Lord and called it Jehovah Shalom. And God said, Take thy father's young bullet. Take what you've learned from your fathers and throw down the altar of Baal. And that's what I'm saying to Freedom Ministries. Y'all have what it takes to throw down the altar of bells. And to build an altar unto the Lord thy God. And when it was so, Gideon heard of a dream and the interpretation thereof that he worshiped and returned. Now the dream was that Gideon had a barley loaf and he threw it into the tent. And it destroyed everything. So the people started being intimidated, not Gideon. People started being intimidated because someone had a dream that basically Gideon... Because they said that barley loaf stands for the sword of Gideon. That sword of Gideon, just the dream started making people intimidated the enemy and started pushing the enemy back because someone came and told Gideon they had a dream about him. Amen? So... Let me see, where am I at, where I want to go. Verse 16, he divided the men, you know, made three companies. So he had 100 people. Verse 18, he said, when I blow with the trumpet, and that all that are with me blow you the trumpets on every side, and say, the sword of the Lord and the sword of Gideon. See, he didn't just take that credit for himself. The, the man that had the dream said, The sword of Gideon went in and destroyed the enemy. But Gideon said, The sword of the Lord and Gideon. Verse 18. Amen. So Gideon and the hundred men that were with him came out of the side of the camp and at the set watch and blew the trumpets and break the pitchers. So what did they do? They just made a loud noise. (laughs) I'm just saying, when you are insecure... When you are intimidated, make a loud noise sometimes. Because they didn't say they come in with swords and all this stuff. They said they came in with pitchers and trumpets. And the pitchers had a light in them, but they was empty. And they came with the trumpet. he said, when I blow the trumpet, y'all blow the trumpet. When I break the pitcher, y'all break your pitchers. So the enemy turned on each other because of the noise. Hallelujah. Because people came out of intimidation. And the enemy is the one that started being intimidated. The enemy is the one that started running the other way. The enemy is the one that was under their feet instead of them being under his feet. Hallelujah. And all they had to do was make some noise. You know, Gideon was timid, but he's known as the greatest judge of Israel. He's one of the five major judges, and he's known as the greatest. Whew! He destroyed the altar of Baal. They even changed his name to Jerobo. I can't even say it, Jeroboam ba- Baal, because that means contender with Baal. So he come out of hiding in the wine press to. Contending against Baal, against destroying the strongholds down, destroying the thing that made the caves, destroying the thing that kept God's people bound with a shout, with a praise, with, with the joy of the Lord, with, with clanging cymbals of pitchers banging against each other. Hallelujah. The Bible said he's in chapter, Hebrews chapter 11, he's listed in the Faith Hall of Fame, Gideon. He was a military leader, a prophet, and a judge. That's why the devil wanted to shut him up right there. A military leader, a prophet, and a judge. Shaka da da. The other day I was praying, you know, and I put it on the prayer page, and I told Charlotte, I said, God told me, He said, You a stallion, get back in the saddle. Some of y'all are stallions, you need to get back in the saddle. And I started asking her about stallions because she's a horse person. Would you come share what stallions do, so some of us can get a stallion mentality <laughs> instead of a
1: stagnant mentality? Um, yes, um, I owned a stallion for uh, up until he was ten years old, and then he was just too. He was. They're headstrong. They're wild. They're uncontainable, um, and They. Um, they they're focused, and they get, they're tenacious, they get what they go after, and, and I I raised my stallion from a, from a baby, but, and I could take him places, but I could, he wouldn't do right, I couldn't take him everywhere, you know, because he'd show out, but he, they, they will snort their, they will throw their head, and stomp their foot, and snort, and if you don't, Give them some, you don't let them do what they're headed to do. They'll jump straight up in the air and kick and squeal and they'll throw a fit. They are focused and they are tenacious. And when they get, you know, we had, we had mares and people brought their mares and things. And they're, they're very um, protective of the mares. Don't mess with the mares. You go into the, to the barns and you mess with the mares and the stallion's looking at you. And he's watching you. Yes, they're uncontainable. They protect. They protect the mares, and, and you can't put them in a box. Can't put them in a. Uh, you put them in a stall to, to settle them down, and they'll kick the sides out of the stalls. They're going to do what they set out to do. They're going to accomplish their mission. They're on a mission. Amen. 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 Some of y'all need to get back on the saddle
0: and rise up and be the stallion that God's called you to be. Because he told Gideon, you're a mighty man of valor. You're a mighty man of valor. And when he's, he's like, we got the least people. We got the, you know, I can't do this. And he said, go set my people free, basically. Because they had them in dens and caves and strongholds. So we see in Judges chapter 7, verse 3. Now, therefore, go to proclaim in the ears of the people, saying, Whosoever is fearful and afraid, because they had 32,000 people to start this battle with. He said, said, it can't be that many, lest you think you did it, Gideon, lest they think they did it without me. So he said, go to proclaim in the ears of the people, saying, Whosoever is fearful and afraid, we're talking against insecurity today. Let them return and depart early from us. And there returned the people, 22,000. So there only remained 10,000. That's how many people struggled out of 32,000 with, with that insecurity, with that fear. And the Lord said unto Gideon, the people are yet too many. Bring them down. And we know the story. He said, those that allow water, he said, let them be your, your, your ones. In verse 5. Those that lap of the water with his tongue, as a dog laps. Why did he say that? One reason is he was trying to get all fear out of the congregation. And and you know what? If if the ones that they would get to their knees, and get water, but they wouldn't lap water. So he was. When I was studying, God was showing me he was trying to get all the fear out. All the fear out, so they could come and they could. Break them pitchers and shout and blow the trumpet without intimidation, without insecurity, without fear. And the enemy ran. The Bible says he ran. And Gideon had so much boldness that he went after the remnant of the enemy that was left. And he killed two kings. And he was killing them. And they was, he was, went forward in it. You know what I mean? He didn't draw back anymore and hide in the in the you, Thank you, Jesus. So that was the reason. That was one of the reasons he said, it's not enough to get on your knees and get water. He said, first I want the ones with fear to leave. Now I want the ones that want loud water to leave. He was trying to get down to where there was 300 that was with the vision. That's what he was doing. So they took those visuals in their hand and they broke the uh, stuff, the, sh- shouted the trumpet, and broke the pitchers till the enemy fled. And they, they were pitched in a valley, Gideon's army, but the Spirit of the Lord, the Bible says, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. And that's when he was able to come up and quit being intimidated. So we see that because he had... The angel of the Lord that spoke to him and David had Samuel that spoke into his life. I want y'all to see today that when you hold back, that other people are held back because no one's speaking into their life because we, cause we're scared or whatever. You may be the launching pad for that person to go forward. They may fix, be fixing a lay down and lay their harp on a willow tree until you come and say, you know, you got a beautiful voice. You know, God said, don't quit. You know, God said, let's go forward. Let's go on. Amen? So we see that the ones that were stolen from and impoverished, uh, Gideon, you know, every time they saw something, they came to steal it. But there was a bunch of insecurity in the house. There was nobody fighting and standing up for what was theirs. So I want to encourage you today to... Don't be like that. You have a precious ministry here, you have precious pastors, precious leaders. Rise up and help them go forward into this and don't be don't be hiding behind that intimidation no more. Don't be too insecurity to do insecure to do what you're called to do. Don't make people pull on you because you need affirmation. Just get in there and do it. Amen. So, God, we just give you praise today. We just thank you for this word. We thank you, Lord, that you've shown us that David had Samuel speaking into his life. And Gideon was sitting over here hiding in the, uh, on the threshing floor of God, needing someone to speak into his life. God would see the difference, that David wasn't scared. He wasn't insecure. He wasn't intimidated. That he, that he went forth and faced Goliath. He ran towards him, God. And we thank you that you sent an angel of the Lord to speak to Gideon so he would go forward. We give you praise for it in the name of Jesus. And we're going to open up our hearts to speak to your people a word in due season, God. Your people need a word in due season. And forgive us for going home or saying later, I thought to say this, I thought to say that. Help us to rise above our insecurities, rise above our intimidation and just... Come out with it, Lord. If they can break pitchers and blow trumpets, then we can come out with the word, God. I thank you for it in the name of Jesus. I thank you for bringing people up out of this shell and this den and this stronghold like they were in when Gideon's day, God. They were in the caves and the hiding God, and they came out when a, when an angel of the Lord came and spoke into their life, and I speak into this church, I speak into this ministry, God. We speak success, we speak prosperity, we speak... Uh, souls coming in Lord help coming in leaders coming in God that's already went through the trying time that come out as pure gold to help this vision to help this spirit of worship to come upon the people that you said there's a breakout in worship God there's a breakout in worship and you're here to use Pastor Dana in that Lord help the church to connect with that help the church to come out of where it was into this new place this new era you said this is new beginning. Uh, September the 8th was a new beginning according to the Jewish calendar God. We thank you God that Freedom Ministries is coming into the new. We're going to quit looking for the old. We're going to quit looking for the old leader to come back and do it God. We're going to do it. We're going to rise up and help our new leaders Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com we have made it available to you on the giving page thank you again go and be blessed in jesus name